is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Improv Obsession podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Perlstein. And today on the show, we've got improviser, actor, comedian, funny guy, nice guy, great guy, Mike McClendon. Uh, Mike is on the show uh, and he's got, you know, it, it's interesting. He kind of he, he talked to me about this, about setting this up kind of based on the should I quit improv episodes I did with Billy Merritt and Farley Elliott. He had an interesting perspective on it. And what I don't know, I guess just like what it is to be an improviser, to be in that space, to have a community, to uh, to be a comedian, to be an improviser. It's just it's thoughtful stuff. And it's certainly uh, it certainly helped me having that conversation like I did feel a lot better, weirdly, after talking to Mike. And uh, I don't know. I feel like there are plenty of improvisers out there who feel not too different than I, at least after I did that Billy Merritt and those Farley, that Farley Elliott episode. A lot of people came up to me and said, like, yeah, I get it. I feel the same. Having a lot of the same issues, struggles, stresses. And um, I don't know. Uh, Maybe this will help you. Maybe this will help you uh, think about some of that stuff. Uh, I will say we also get into a ton of just improv you know, just that classic straight up mainline in it. Here's how you do improv wells talk that you guys love. Uh, so there's plenty of that. So if you're like, oh, God, Stephen's going to complain about not being famous more. Uh, well, good news. There's other shit in this, too. And it's pretty great. Uh, so without further ado. Oh, no, here's going to be a little bit more ado. I have a new podcast that just dropped in iTunes called I Love You and I Like You, a Parks and Recreation podcast. You should check it out if you like Parks and Recreation and funny comedians doing funny things. Uh, first episode, we got Ian Roberts. Uh, fourth episode, we got Will Hines. Second episode, Ben Seaman. Third episode, Allison Becker. I'm doing it all out of order, just as I remember, but lots of great comedians on there. Lots of funny, silly games. Uh, and I co-host it with my fiance, Elise Michelle. So it's pretty great. Check it out. It's available on iTunes or at boardwalkaudio.com forward slash love you podcast. And we're on all the Twitters and Facebook and stuff like that. But uh, check it out. A lot of fun. Uh, and now for serious, without further ado, let's hear this long overdue episode that I recorded forever ago with Mike McClendon. It's the Improv Session Podcast. It's the Improv Session Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Perlstein, and today on the show, we've got our very special guest, Mike McClendon. Hi. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, listeners may know Mike from the, I guess it's former UCB Herald team, now UCB Weekend team, Outside Dog. There's Orpheus Roy. There's Tater Town, which I feel like I would 100% remember if I could just see the lineup of that team. Yeah. <laughs> Who's on that team? Uh, that team is myself, James yeah. Mastriani, mm-hmm. Ryan Meharry, Dave Tooney, uh-huh. Casey Fay, uh-huh. and Drew Defonso Marks. Okay, yeah, I've seen you guys. Okay. Uh, I was like, I know Tater Town. Which group is that? Of uh, We're the of, group that you can catch maybe once every three months at the, an indie show near you. Perfect amount of improvising. Uh, and then also uh, a faculty member at Second City Hollywood. Tour to Second City and Mission Improvable. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any other fun uh, improv or comedy credits that I should uh, be sharing with the world? I, I 
Yeah. Uh, improv or, well, yeah, toured with Second City, toured with uh, Mission Improbable. That's great. Still occasionally tour with Mission Improbable when, when they uh, send me out on the road. Yeah. And uh, I coach uh, one of the main state herald teams at I.O. Oh, cool. Uh, I coach Max. Max. Great. Yeah. Great. I love it. Uh, well, there you go. So like a whole bunch of stuff. So, um, Mike, I always just start with a little bit of context. Uh, that's my, my new always starting with a little bit of context. Uh, when people great. ask that's you, that's a good improv tool. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's great just, advice. Yeah. Just a touch. Uh, when people ask you, what do you do? What do you usually say? How do you describe yourself? Um, I do describe myself as a comedian, which I know is a blanket term, yep. but I think that best describes how I like survive is it's either teaching comedy or coaching comedy or getting paid to perform or write like when that happens so yeah nice um yeah i like that uh i feel like a lot of improvisers are hesitant to pick up the term comedian uh and you know what yeah it's yours take it why not we're doing the same thing it's like a nice (laughs) blanket term too for people back home yeah like get a nice understanding of like everything all summed up yeah i think everybody does a lot of stuff generally and it's hard to just go like, well, I do this, 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 and this. It's like, yeah, just a comedian. I do a lot yeah. of things. Yeah. That's what it's really still is. hard to describe what an improviser is yeah. without resorting to like the only context that people know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is who's is it anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, tying yourself to Drew Carey is, uh, you know, that's the only way to do it, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So... Also, I mean, I, I just want to address one other important thing before we get into it too far. There's two Mike McClendons on UCB Comedy. Are you aware of this? I'm not aware of that. There are two. They're both you, <laughs> but they both link to like different shows and they have slightly different bios. Uh, so I don't know, man. Just something you should know about. That's <laughs> incredible. Google you. Um, <laughs> they'll find two. I, I took a college professor mm-hmm. uh, once because his name was Mike McClendon. And really? I failed the first two tests because the TA thought it was a joke. And then I went and had to tell the professor, I'm only taking your class because we share the name. And then I, I finished it swimmingly. It was fine. But it was. And then when I was the on the Second City cruise ship boats, a guy named Mike McClendon went on a murder spree in Mississippi. Oh, no. And so, yeah. So the name is tainted. I really got to yeah. do some work to turn it around. You if gotta you Google add, you it, it might take a couple thing. hits. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, that's yeah. super fun. Uh, yeah. Luckily, the only Stephen Perlstein out there besides me is a chiropractor in Arizona, and he does not really care about his internet presence. So I'm oh, crushing good. him. I'm destroying him. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So Mike, uh, you had some ideas for stuff you wanted to at least uh, chat a little bit about today. I've got some stuff, uh, but I don't know how we're going to um, organically, I guess, get into yours. So I just kind of like want to hear like what's on your brain that you wanted to chat about. Like, well, I know I've been doing some controversial improv episodes. No, no. I, uh, <laughs> one thought that I had which is the idea of like, I want to make a strong case for West Coast improv. Oh, um, I like that. I'm, uh, I'm way on board. Meaning already. I think that L.A. has caught up to New York and Chicago. And I can see why people would disagree with that. Yeah. Um, but I think that this is like a great place to get an education mm-hmm. and and a variety of different styles and philosophies that can influence that. Yeah. That makes sense. It does. And it's interesting because, uh, yeah, you've been through a billion schools. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have. And a true variety of improv education, comedy education. Like, yeah, uh, I, I'm, uh, I think a lot about what it is to have that, uh, 
the multiple influences on your improv and like how that all shakes out. And I'm certainly interested in how you think about it. Yeah. Well, I, I know that you are like, maybe we should just compare mm. like where, yeah. where have you studied? Cause I know you've been around the horn. I know you've been on different oh, teams, all the things. Uh, yeah. So I started at UCB and then I think I did. Uh, and then like, yeah, my second classes, I believe were, yeah, my second classes were at second city and I did a bunch of second city. I never finished the conservatory. I kind of got uh, bored uh, with the improv. Uh, cause I was like, mm, UCB is better than this. I was very condescending and young. Uh, and then I did some stuff with miles mm-hmm. and then I did, uh, I went over to IO and I graduated there. Uh, oh yeah. And then somewhere in the middle of all that, I did the improv space. I got on a team there and they're like, could you take the classes though? And I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, so I took the classes though. Good for you. Graduated that. And, um, I think that's it. I used to go do the jam over at the West Side Comedy Theater. Is that right? Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's or, called, yeah, the West Side Comedy Theater now. Okay, yeah. I was like, yeah. I always feel like I'm not quite saying the right thing. I used to do the jams over there all the time. and uh, yeah, yeah, I used to host the jam there. Really? It was called the West Side Eclectic. Okay. It had all those ugly oh, that neon bef- chairs. That was like... Yeah, that might have been before my time. Wow, yeah. that's fun. Yeah. Uh, and then I auditioned to do Groundlings. Uh and I did fine. I got it. I said, you did it. And I just decided to tell everybody that I was a groundling. Oh, great. Uh, that I am groundling. And, uh, you know, I never really did one of the classes, but I'm going with it. And what's nice <laughs> is they're not precious about that sort of thing. So, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's, not it's nice that you club. can get away with it. Yeah, yeah. It's not an exclusive club at yeah. all. Yeah. 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 What about you? So tell me, r- run through your, your dealies. Uh, so I was uh, living in Houston. I was teaching elementary school. All right. I took some comedy sports classes. Okay. And I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. <laughs> Tried to go to Chicago, but their intensives were filled up for the summer. So I came to L.A. and literally in the L.A. drop-in class that was hosted by Dave Rosowski at the time. Okay, cool. I met James Mastriani and like we became friends. And when I moved out here, Second City first. Then I started to dabble over at the then the um, West Side Comedy Theater. It was West Side Eclectic then. Second City when it was in the It was improv? on Melrose at the time, yeah. So it was like right next to the improv, Yeah, right, right next yeah. to the improv. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, and then, like I said, the West Side uh, Eclectic, which became the West Side Comedy Theater, mm-hmm. which is owned by the Mission Improbable guys. Yes. And uh, then I went and worked uh, with the Second City cruise ship lines for a while. And that was fun. When I came back, it was IO and then UCB. Nice. So wow. it was kind of a, a backwards of yours, which I always say. Interesting. I yeah. think benefited me the most. Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily disagree, disagree with that approach to that being very helpful. I thought, yeah, I thought a lot about like what, uh, if I was going to start classes now all over knowing what I know, what would I do? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, and but, I, it's still, it's still interesting. And yeah. that's why I advocate. That's why I'm saying West coast is great because yeah. LA is the only city where you can get those three educations. Like mm-hmm. if you kind of think of this triangle for me anyways, which is IO mm-hmm. UCB second city. Yeah. This is the only city where you can get all of those educations in the same place. Yeah, for sure. Well, also like becoming educated in how to survive in this very difficult town. Yeah. Which most people end up moving to anyways. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times you go to New York or Chicago and then you spend five years there until you decide I'm ready. (laughs) Yeah. I'm ready for the big time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, So then how I mean, well, then why? Uh, why do you think that that, uh, 
or why is that the path or why was the most beneficial for you yeah okay so beneficial for me um second city is where i feel like i was taught a very important lesson which is great improvisers are great actors and that was Mm -hmm. what they pushed like more than anything Mm -hmm. is like being emotional kind of playing from the heart there is not much talk about game or anything there's not much thought about that it's more of just like real like slice of life scenes that uh that have stakes in that matter mm-hmm. and it really prepared me for the concept of like being present and mindful and grounded which was so helpful yeah in like the next step which is like starting to understand how to use that for the benefit of comedy right right you know? uh yeah it's uh it's easy to take all that and just be like well we're doing improvised drama now uh which i've seen i'm sure you've seen and i don't love right uh, uh, but then again uh it's cer- certainly a strong foundation and it's worked for plenty yeah yeah and i think the cool thing about like second city's approach right is they're not doing heralds they're not really doing long form improv is not the yeah. goal there it's it's improv to sketch yeah right so it's you get this idea of like improvising something and then doing it over and over and over again to see why it worked yeah and then the end product is typically like a pretty well-written sketch right that started from like this pure seed of improvisation which is cool you know it's cool to like track that progress right that's interesting yeah um yeah, I think uh, I think that's true. I mean, it'd be interesting. I, I don't have a good sense of what it's like, I guess, getting too far in the whole Second City thing uh, or like what comes out of it. I just I know. But I do know what you mean. Like the emphasis on performance is uh, uh, it stands out. It's very valuable. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's the same thing around that time, too. Like I give a lot of credit is because I Dave Rosowski was a teacher there and he held a drop in on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Right. And it was one of those where like for a year when you talk about like your mentors, your gurus, like that was it every Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. Was my first year in L.A. Like I ate poor, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I scrounged paycheck to paycheck. But yeah. like that was a guaranteed $50 a week that like I paid. Yeah. Because there was this is the other thing. Ten years ago, there was no indie scene. Right. Like if you wanted reps, you paid to play somewhere, you yeah, know, for sure. For like sure. you have to rent a stage for 60 bucks yeah. for an hour and hope that you could charge the audience to get that back. Yeah. And so those drop-ins were so valuable because it was an opportunity to get an education, mm-hmm. like hit the improv gym several days a week yeah, and not like get rusty. Interesting. So what about progressing through then that chain of education? Then what, it, how do how are you layering it on top of each other? Well then, you know, like I said, their goal isn't long form. The goal yeah. there is like sketch and they, they have a long form program, but if right. you want to do long form, you got to learn the Herald. And that was, uh, that was where IO entered the picture. Cause that seemed like the natural step. It seemed to move Chicago to Chicago. That's right. what I was watching all my friends do is like, yeah, you know, that was the kind of the cliche <laughs> move is like yeah. you do go there and then you go there. Yeah. And I had a, I had an interesting introduction to UCB also, which is the first show that I went to there was the drug cage match that used to be held there. Yeah. 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 And yeah, it was at midnight <laughs> and it was bananas. like, rock and roll and like people spitting beer and it was crazy and i remember leaving like these people are monsters that's <laughs> <laughs> not inaccurate right. oh, no it's not if that's your only show and so it took me a long time to get back there because uh, like i wasn't interested in doing like punk rock stuff which was my only association with it. i wasn't it, i was interested in like honoring <laughs> yeah. you know what i was uh influenced at the time which is like these great veterans yeah. like the, like chicago is the penultimate place to go or yeah. it's the ultimate place to go because that's where our foundations were yeah built, right? that drug cage match is not the improv you want to bring home to your mom no <laughs> like, no not at all this 
is what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it took a while to get get back there. But oh so I O was the next introduction. That's where I learned the Herald. Um, but it's the same thing. I watched my friends progress, and I saw you know the work that was being done at UCB, and and then I think that's where I always talk about UCB is where you go to get like your screws tightened. Yeah, like I hmm. think you have a, if you have a nice solid foundation, that's where you can like you're not too much in your head if you like know if you have a path to get there. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like if you kind of have a solid foundation, then when you go there and they start talking about game and philosophies and yeah, you just make like little adjustments in your game. Along interesting. The way. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely get that. I, I wonder, I think I talk, I've talked to students and, uh, people that I coach and just other improvisers who've done it before. And I'm always like, I don't know if I would even personally recommend not just sticking with one school. Oh, interesting. Like, altogether. Uh, like I, like I, I would, ju- like, there's a part of me that goes like, I wonder if I would just put all my chips, uh, in the UCB bag and just go for it there. Right. Um, because I do remember, although like I've had great teachers and I've definitely learned a lot outside of it, uh, specifically, like I think of, um, Craig Kukowski, <laughs> like he's incredible. And I've learned a mi- like I, that guy, you should, Everybody should just take a class with him. I still still, I feel the same way about Miles, too. Like, but then again, there's a part of me where it's like, oh, I'm layering this stuff on or I'm trying to. And it's not uh, immediately valuable. I I don't know. Well, I I see that. I see that philosophy. I understand that point of view way more than occasionally I'll run into like a new student who just moved here. Yeah. With like, you know, maybe mom and dad's money and they're doing like all programs at the same time. And that to me is insane. That's got to be chaos. Because it's too, there is too much of a variety in like how to approach it, I think. Yeah, I think that, I think that's very true. I think, uh, I agree with that. I think it's, it's a matter of like, yeah, being able to layer it on top of each other or like get comfortable in one as opposed to. Uh, yeah, kind of splitting that up. Like if you go, uh, I'm just trying to think of somebody who has like maybe a very, yeah, I think if you just did IO West and uh, UCB at the same time, you're a pr- every week to week, you just go into scenes totally wrong in both, <laughs> in both classes. They just be like, oh, don't, what are you doing? Uh, and uh, it's like, oh, I'm doing the thing I learned at UCB. And it's like, well, we don't do that here. Uh, same thing goes for IO. You know, it's like, yeah, well, we don't really do that here. Uh, and I don't think like in any major way, I don't think anybody's like that uh, negative about it. Uh, I don't think any coach or teacher would be like, that's not right. But there is it. That is, I don't know. I think it's a thing. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Like I, uh, I think the like upper echelon, like the best of the best. Yeah. Never give the, that's not right approach. Yeah. I feel like for sure. Cause they're, they're like Craig Kikowski. You're right. He's one of the best teachers. Yeah. Town, one of the best performers. Yeah. And never has like, you'll never hear that from his mouth. Right. No, it's always never. from his peers, his contemporaries, people who have worked with him mm-hmm. because like, He's just great. Yeah. You know, the yeah. great ones know they're great. Yeah. 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 You don't really need to do a lot of knocking of other stuff down. That's for sure. Yeah. But yeah. to get back to your point, like I do think you should go as many places as you can, mm-hmm. especially if you're frustrated somewhere too. Right. Like if you, if you've reached a point and you feel like frustrated mm-hmm. somewhere um, to go somewhere, because it's like you said, even if you don't love a core philosophy of a school, yeah. you're going to learn something yeah. from someone like yeah. every teacher that I've ever had has said something where I was like, that's something to remember. Sure. You know, and the great teachers have said 10. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's very true. I definitely get that. I definitely get that. Um, 
Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just interesting. I like what you're saying. I do. I do think you're right about it. And I do think I've said it before. I think that there is some ways in which like uh, UCB has a deficit, I think, in their uh, teaching style. And I think IO sometimes has that, too. Like, I feel like a lot of times I'll, uh, I did I finished like level seven not that long ago. I don't really remember when, but it wasn't that long ago. Uh, and I remember the complete disregard everybody had for comedy, uh, <laughs> like honest, like serious disregard for it. Uh, like we, the, the level seven class at the time, I don't know what it is now. I think it's changed up a little bit. It was like creating your own form. And man, the number of people in that class were like, I mean, I don't care if the form's funny. I don't care if what we do is funny. I just want to create art. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm here for funny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's like, that is a frustrating thing to run into, especially. And like, I'll say this too. Like I'd say some of the best teachers I've ever had are never the ones to highlight what isn't work, what they don't, what they think is not working in another school. Right. They always like highlight what is, you know, or like, like the strengths of that. Yeah. and, and there is a little bit of the, I'm a big NBA fan. Okay. And so it's, it's fun to see like old veterans, like Charles Barkley, like, like people coming out and they, they knock decisions of newer players or mm-hmm. like Steph Curry shoots too much. Like they're always, yeah. it's like that get off my lawn <laughs> mentality. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so there are definitely like, that's who I never want to become is yeah. like, this is how to do it. Yeah. That's not how to do it. And I hate, I also hate sometimes when you hear somebody described as, Oh, they're a UCB guy or they're an IO guy or they're this guy. Right. Like, Cause I just want to be like a comedy guy. Right. Yeah. Like I, I want to like good at it. Like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, I remember there was a day last year where like I had a UCB matinee, a second city sketch show, and then Orpheus Roy at IO yeah. all on the same Friday. And that was great. You know, yeah. cause like got to play at three great comedy theaters all in a different way. Yeah. Um, and that's fun. Yeah. I get that. I totally, uh, I totally get that. I think, and I mean, uh, I think it's best maybe thought about, in my opinion, is, you know, it's a very young art form, this improv thing. Yeah. Uh, trying to pin down what it is or isn't uh, right now is very silly. I think maybe any art form that's yeah, very, very silly. In, in its uh, infancy. Yeah. That's what I remind people yeah. too when they're frustrated. Like you're doing make believe yeah. in somebody's apartment at yeah. 4 p.m. on a Wednesday. Yeah. Like go easy on yourself. Like, yeah, for sure. You know, with a with a thing that we've been working on, you know, I think that's a little that's a little unfair. But, you know, the things that we've been working on in L.A. for about 10 years as an art, yeah. you know, and it's just now really starting to explode out and see what it can be. And it's like, yeah, well, we'll figure it out. Um, I want to return to something because we said we'd wander. Yeah. So here's what I want to return to the, how important is it to make art for you in Mm. in terms of when you're improvising, is that in the back of your head ever, or is it like, Oh, that happened. So cool. Um, okay. So let's see. So what, (laughs) yeah. So then we have to define like, what is making art? Uh, and then I guess if I'm going to say what that is, or if I'm going to guess, I think you mean of like putting together uh, a show, something that has like a nice beginning, middle end finale moment. Sure. 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 Like, uh, maybe the end result isn't just comedy. Maybe there's a moment of reflection or like somebody can go like, Oh, there's a lot of truth in that. Or, or, or I've Uh been at a show. I was at a show once that were like, I literally like teared up at the end because <laughs> yeah. of what they found at the end of ah. the show. Right. Where, and it was very much, it was a two person scene, long mono scene, mm-hmm. but the reveal at the end was so 
rewarded. Yeah. And even the light guy was involved on it. Like, yeah. you know, it was one of those very cliche ending. Like they, it was like, Oh, we're dead. Yeah. But the light guy was like, they were, the scene was in a movie theater. Uh-huh. So the whole show, the light guys flickering the lights. Jesus. Like it's a movie theater. <laughs> what a busy light guy. Yeah, I love like it. Marshall Givens. That's you know fun. Marshall. Yeah. So he, he used to work the booth at second city. So he's flickering lights, flickering lights <laughs> and the big reveal at the end, they realize they're dead. He puts the lights up on full blast and are suddenly bathed in light. Yeah. And both characters stumbled into like realizing it at the same time. <laughs> and it was like, Wow. So yeah, I guess if we're defining what is art, yeah. it's like that had a physical reaction in me other yeah. than laughter that yeah. made me go, I love this. Yeah. Um, you know, I, here's what, uh, here's what I think about that is like, I don't, I'll, I'll say this. I, I'm, I'm aiming for, I'm always aiming for at least, uh, truthful and specific. I'm trying that. I'm cool. trying like hopefully start there. And then comedy is definitely my goal. Like I at least I hope for at least truthful and specific. I don't I don't need to come out and go like oh my hand I got a dildo for a face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's weird. I mean, I don't, unless that's a great premise in the opening. Uh, right. <laughs> but I'm hoping for that. And um, and you know, then comedy's the aim. Uh, I I'm not. I'm never. I'm, I guess I'm never like actively going like let me put together something uh, profound unless I really feel like it's. Uh, I guess like, you know, what artful, uh, profound, uh, uh, meaningful reveal or twist or show or whatever thing, unless I feel like it's again, like organic, like I've done things where I've like, I've been like very emotional and you know, like a sad cry yeah. moment on stage and it really, really works for that scene. But I'm also like, uh, I'm hesitant to just like be aiming for it all the time because I feel like, uh, I see shows that just go for, look at how imp- important yeah. this is i'm like oh it's not like, and i think the keyword there's like aiming for yeah. it right because yeah. that's the the thing is like when you're planning ahead of time like i don't yeah. care if it's funny i just want to make art like yeah that's impossible and you're all like, <laughs> yeah like yeah it, uh, especially when you have eight nine artists on stage yeah. who all have their own interpretation of what art is yeah right? for sure for so sure. but i am i'm always curious about that because i have heard people say i just want to do comedy mm-hmm. heard people say i just want to do art yeah and like I think the best shows accomplish both. Yeah. And what's super impressive about them is if we just want to do straight comedy, maybe we do stand up, right? Or right. If we just want to do straight comedy sketch yeah. or even short form, but we have an opportunity as storytellers yeah. to like hit other emotional buttons. Yeah. And if you can do that, or if you see those opportunities, yeah. I think it's worthy to detour if you can still have the last yeah. two. Oh, I 100% agree with that. I think, I think like, uh, avoiding those emotional moments or selling those out for the sake of comedy isn't that great of a, uh, a trade off. Yeah. You know, for like just going for a few more laughs per minute or whatever. And, 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 and ultimately sorry. it likes it better. Yeah. And, and, and this brings me back to second city. Like one other super valuable lesson there is from the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, there was no punching down in their improv or their sketch uh-huh. like second city is a satirical, mm-hmm. you know, comedy house. So it was always, you could not get cheap stuff there. Yeah. Uh, like that was, they had a, such a filter that cheap jokes didn't get by. And Great. that was cool. Cause they forced you to always punch up or like yeah. aim for, um, smarter. Yeah. Like, I think that's, uh, yeah. Uh, I think that's something that it's hard to keep track of that as a comedian, I think, especially being new of just going like, well, what, what is funny? You're like, you're trying, you're like, Oh, like, let me try to be a little edgy or try to go for it. And it's, and that's fine. There is definitely a place for that. And there's definitely a place where in a, that is, it isn't cheap. Uh, but there are, there are also like, I think like 
reckless young uh just you know you're playing with the fireworks instead of like using it as a tool and it's like oh don't do that don't do that uh you don't have to uh uh, immediately walk on with your 9-11 joke that's kind of like out of nowhere and it's like oh yeah yeah and i've done that like yeah. I, I spent five years oh, doing that you know everybody's too, so. oh everybody's done it everybody's done it but like i mean i i think about like uh, I did. A, I did a show that I walked on it and said it was in the middle of a school shooting. A school shooting was happening, uh, and I was like, I stand by that move because I was like, oh, that's actually like a really. I felt like it was a very good contrasty move for what was going on and like what the scene was about. I'm like, that actually makes something very interesting and funny here, uh, and I liked it a lot. However, I think a lot of I've, I've heard people uh, people came after me. Like, oh man, school shooting! School shooting! Like so funny. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like it's not that. That's yeah, not yeah, the yeah. thing let's not just start adding school shootings yeah, into yeah, our yeah. shows and hoping for the best. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. your cliche move. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Oh, here it is. Another school shooting. Yeah. Steven school shooting. Yeah. 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 That's me. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it sounds good. It yeah. sounds good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that chiropractor would never have that moniker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the, the famous chiropractor who's big on school shootings. Oh, man. Just think yeah. if somebody might Google him now yeah. and that's his association. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to SEO that just for yeah. him. I'm going to really work yeah. it out for him. Um, yeah. That. I mean, I, it's interesting. I mean, what, what, so I mean, I think I understand where, what you feel about this. The, the art added into comedy thing. Am I? Uh, yeah. Well, there was a, I'll say there was a time where I was, a, I was probably on the other end of that. I was probably a little, much more snobbish about it. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that I've loved the most about playing with the people I play with now. It's yeah. like, we all have the same comedic goals. We all have a similar comedic philosophy. Yeah. And so I think it's something that we look for if only because like it, it also helps. I think that's the next level yeah. of it too is like comedy and then what are you trying to say with your comedy i love yeah. that idea you know that it can mean something more than just laughs right i'm now i'm happy when it's just funny yeah like you know yeah that is the best too but if you yeah. have those opportunities where people can walk away and like say something else about it that to me is really cool i i love that i think that's very uh true uh yeah i'm i get I guess it's just like, you know what? And I'll say that it's, I'm, I'm actually, I think I'm making the same point about uh, just using art uh, and just using uh, crazy 9-11 moves is like, I, I you know, I, I just remember, uh, this is a coaching story I've told too many times. It was like, uh, somebody said, let's like doing a racist thing. And like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh yeah, just don't do that. And they're like, oh, well, it's because of this. It's like funny. And I'm like, no, no, I get it. It's just like, you're not ready for it yet. Like you're not you're not like funny enough to pull that off yet. And I said it in the worst way possible. And I do regret it to this day, but I'm just like, you know, you're not, you're not there yet. Like you will be able to use these moves and I want you to do it, but just start with the easy stuff. And I still feel the same, a little bit about art. Like there is a thing where it's like, okay, uh, this is a super condescending uh, generalization that I don't truly mean, but you get the spirit of it is like, all right, 19 year old, uh, who's going to tell me about how the world works and what art is in your improv show. I'm okay. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. uh, that's that's again super condescending and not exactly how I feel about it. But you know, there is a point where you're like, what are you do- what are you doing? You know, <laughs> just well, and it's important to know too, like that there is a variety of s- schools and places yeah. here where you can do again whatever you want. Yeah. If you want to do an improvised Hitchcock like yeah. movie, there's a place for you. Yeah, if you want to do yeah. character stuff, there's a place for you. If you yeah. want to do Harold's, 
that are more focused one way than another, there are two places for you, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, yeah. Uh, and so that's that's uh, bringing it back. That's why I, I think like Los Angeles is a great place to go. Yeah. And I think it's also where great teachers end up. Yeah. And, and uh, I know that in Chicago True. and New York, great teachers are there as well. I'm not yeah. saying anything other than that, but I think for a long time we were looked at as the third option. And yeah. I, and I think it's a great option. Yeah. It's uh, how do you feel about then? I mean, this is, this is a thing like the industry being such a part of this town and the focus of that. Like uh, I talked to Billy about it recently and I do think it is sort of uh, devastating in a way on like what comedy is like if there is a little bit of I love where this pureness is to it that great. needs to like learn as opposed to just going like look at me i'm a great one let I me get a show love this i love okay. where this is going because i like we're being, doing yeah yeah we're doing great uh no because okay the industry is here and this is a showcase town but the Herald is not a showcase form. Not right? at all. And, and I think that's an important thing <laughs> to realize. And I also think long form improvisation is not necessarily a showcase tool unless you are showcasing the team. Yeah. Um, and so this makes me, this is what I, the other thing I want to talk about. I want to talk about how I think like long form works because of the concept of the ensemble yeah, and the idea of like working together. hundred percent. And, um, and so, uh, I have been telling the teams that I coach recently, like, I think the reason I gravitated towards improv is I grew up a soccer player, mm-hmm. but a bad one, Great. <laughs> right? Like all my buddies were soccer players. Yeah. Like I was, uh, hung out with the soccer guys at school. I like did theater and I love that. But like, that's where it was. Cause I loved being on a team. Right. And improv language here (laughs) does all like it, it allows those same team philosophies, Mm -hmm. but the danger of LA is like, if there's a person on that team who's like, but I've got to get mine tonight. Yeah. Right. And that to me is the most interesting thing that we can work on as coaches and teachers is like reminding people like the eight of you chose to work together. Yeah. Like you're not, I'm talking about like indie teams, like yeah. the eight of you from your classes, you said, we seem normal. Like yeah. <laughs> let's meet regularly. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're non-threatening. <laughs> um, uh, but you decided to play together cause you trust each other. Let's start there mm-hmm. and find out what it is that you find is funny about each other and then start like in terms of yeah. form or anything and start there as the basis. And the hard part is like sometimes that chuckle, butt who's like, but, yeah. but I'm going to get mine tonight. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. because that's the, you've got to like be a great team player. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. I tell, uh, like maybe one of my most, one of my most common notes in coaching is something to the effect of like, just be aware that you're only going to get your laughs working in partnership. Like it will, I know, I know it's like, you'll want to, for, you'll want to talk so much in lines and scenes, or you'll want to just keep going until you hit the funny thing or whatever. But the, the pinging and ponging and coming together on ideas, that's what f- makes the laugh fire for audiences. For some reason, that's the button for them in this form. So you need to be dead set on when somebody says something, you're going to respond to it with the game mover, truthful mover, whatever, adding to it or acknowledging it. At least like you need to do that and you will get laughs there much quicker than you will of like, let me just see if I can say a funny thing right now for me. Yeah. 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 And it's hard people. It's hard all the time. It is. It's super hard. Yeah. 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 Cause, uh, it is, uh, you succeed when everybody is like passing the ball, right? Like, um, and that's, uh, so yeah, the industry, that is probably one of the hardest parts of it. 
Yeah. Um, because there is always that, that focus and that concentration. Yeah. Um, but the benefit is like when you do wrap your head around that, I also love that like teams and groups that are working for like, okay, then how do we make this a thing? You right. know, how do we turn this ensemble? If, are we writing together? Are we sh- like, are we going to do a showcase together? Like yeah. those types of things. Uh, I always advocate for too. Yeah. It's interesting. I wonder, like, I think a lot about, or I think a lot about my early, especially early days of doing the improv stuff. Uh, the first team I was on, I was, I had it. I thought I had it all figured out in my mind. Uh, and uh, I was like, oh, this team, the Smackaroos, is the greatest team of all time. And uh, we are going to practice together and do everything together and run a show together and get on Herald Night together and be a weekend team to get like I was like, that's where my head was. And I realized fairly quickly, actually not even that it took me forever to figure it out when the team was slowly falling apart. I was like, oh, we don't even have close to the same goals uh, for the, uh, the team personally, individually. And I feel like I've watched that happen on maybe every team I've ever been on. Yeah. And like that is, uh, and I feel like I see it happen a ton too. And like, uh, I used to be, I used to be say this a lot when I was coaching. I'm like, what is our team's goal? Let's mm-hmm. talk about what our team's goal is. Are we trying to, you know, are we trying to get better at this? Are we trying to be to create a form? Are we trying to whatever? What are we trying to do? And I, I actually feel like I've killed teams by doing that. Like, what do you want out of this team? I feel like I've killed teams by doing that by making people realize, like, I don't give a shit about this team, right? And I'm like, I stopped doing it because I'm like, I think this, is, I think I've done a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, and I think you know that's everybody's first few teams. Yeah. Right. You know, like that's the, that's the interesting thing is like being out here, you know, 10 years, I've watched everybody shake out, you know, like it's it's a constant like shake out. People get new jobs. They get tired of LA. They start families. Yeah. Um, I I heard one guy once described, he was like, improv is my golf. And I was like, that's great, man. Like I, I know exactly who you are. Like, good, good. It's, it's the thing that you love. And, um, (laughs) And he was still a great team player because of it. Right. But you have to, you do have to be on the same page, I think. And you have to like not treat it too preciously when it does fall apart. Yeah. And it's fun having like a conversation with, with teams who are like so apologetic if they're like, Oh, you know, we're, we're not practicing anymore. I'm like, you'll stay with it if you love it. Right. And if you don't like, you'll find something else, but like, I'm okay. Yeah. You know, like it's probably better. Like (laughs) if it's not working, like, yeah. Don't don't force it, right? Yeah, definitely take that break for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. It is it is interesting because I I do agree. It is uh, very much an ensemble form. We've I've been I'm in a, a movie class with Johnny Meeks right now, mm-hmm. loving it. Great time. Uh, no form has ever made it so clear to me the importance of working together as a team like the movie has. Of just like man, we literally all all eight, nine, seven, six, whatever it is, all of us have to be on the same same page about what we're doing or this won't work at all. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it, ha- it happens. It's hard to get everybody on the same page and I'm watching. I'm like, Jesus, how do I do How do I make sure really clear what I want? And then how do I be like really clear with what other people want? That is, uh, it does not work otherwise. And I think that like, uh, yeah, that, that ensemble building. That yeah. Well, that's, building a, that's is like so a important. particularly tough form. Cause everybody in the moment is going like, what do I do next? Yeah. Right. And or, or what does this need next? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and it's like the answer, the answer is only clear or, uh, maybe findable if you're all really sure, even just what movie you're doing, like what type of movie you're doing. And man, it's, it's, you'd, you'd think, Oh, that's like easy to do. 
it's impossible. <laughs> it's like damn yeah. impossible. Yeah. Man. Just to go like, oh, we're we're doing uh this type of Western about this type of guy, and then it's like, oh, I thought it was uh that was like a cancer drama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess I don't know. Like we try we're all trying. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I've uh I've that's the one form that I've never fully explored yeah um yeah, i was on I a, it, a movie team at io for a while but it was just put together by like nine of us and we were just guessing like watching yeah. videos and guessing like yeah. how it works <laughs> yeah um so funny yeah i like it um yeah i get that i definitely get that that on the ensemble thing's important to you so i mean how do you emphasize that as like a coach or a teacher well like i said i think at the beginning like teaching harold specifically and mm-hmm. i learned this from Susie Barrett is her focus on group games. Yeah. At when you're starting it, cause group games are the position where like the ensemble is together the most. Mm-hmm. And I think the really successful group games are the ones that have a very simple yeah. idea yeah. that you can explore and heighten together yeah. physically and silly. Like I, I, with the, with the team I coach at IO max, they do such a, a great, they're so great at group games Cause it's like a simple move mm-hmm. that they all do together and then they explore and heighten. And it's usually like very physical and fun. Yeah. It, it's like a palate cleanser, you know, like yeah. it's like the earned chaos of like what it was like to be on a playground and, and doing silly games when you're a kid. Right. Like yeah. that's the other thing that attracts me to improv is the, is you never know where a game is going to go or where a scene's going to go, but you're playing it together and being silly together. Yeah. And then if like you have that in the group game and you can trust each other there, that that's where like the manicness and like energy can go Mm -hmm. start there. And then you can start building off of that for your, your scenes. That's interesting because like (laughs) you learn to trust each other as an ensemble first. Yeah. So it's a lot like that's, that's the primary thing. And then the other thing that I, I, like I always encourage every group is I feel like every good group I've been a part of has had a text chain that like Mm -hmm. I can be away for two hours and then I have 70 missed messages on it. Right. Cause like, you like each other so much that you don't leave each other alone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get that. Right. Like I yeah. love that. So it's, it's those moments. I think it's also working as much off stage as on stage. Yeah. And you know, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's interesting you bring up the group games cause I would say, uh, I mean, yeah, you talk about getting on the same page. I mean, that's, that's all that is like, uh, yeah. Group games, group games are the hardest when it's, uh, you know, eight versions of here's my take on maybe the first thing that was said. Yeah. Uh, and that happens, it happens not infrequently. You're like, Oh, let me just like watch, let's see if we can do this. And it's like, Oh yeah, let's kind of, we kind of scattered the idea or it'll kind of turn into teams. Mm-hmm. Teams is very common. Uh, or killing piggy is the one like, yeah, one yeah. I fucked up everything. Yeah. So fuck him. Well, uh, and, it's, and hard. I think, like, it's really hard. Those ones too. Like are, I think the, sometimes we challenge ourselves because our group games are group scenes. Mm -hmm. So they're not differentiated enough. Like they're not. And when we get back to, you know, talking about those opportunities to weave in, not just comedy, but those art moments like theme, I guess like when we talk about like art, I guess in a way I'm talking about theme and like coming to a conclusion. Mm -hmm. Um, and those group games, if they're really weird and organic and fun, but they have something as a backbone, mm-hmm. when they're weaved into your third beats, that's very satisfying. Yeah, because for sure. Those again were the moments of the of everybody being on the same page. Yeah, it's like your opening game one, game two, the the resolution or like the, like yeah. blowing out those third beats. Those are the moments where everybody gets to have a piece of the herald. Yeah, 
And if you can weave in those group games, it's like a very satisfying conclusion. Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, yeah, again, it's it, it, what you're talking about. I think it, it's weirdly the same thing. I, I think I at least my approach or kind of how I think of my head is like, oh, yeah, we have we have to work together on it. We have to like all come together or else it won't work comedy or art wise. And I know that. And I, it's like that's that's what we're striving for all the time. It's not as mean it's easy to do, but that's kind of like what you're striving for is like, can we all lay these weird you know the first three the beats of the the three beats of a herald on top of each other and make it work can we do that uh is it possible to just like all kind of come in together and make this thing work maybe maybe not right. uh, but it's definitely it's definitely uh it's interesting because i feel like uh we're talking about the same thing but maybe with a slightly different emphasis yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 uh what's your do you have a current favorite form um i mean man you know talk yeah, I, I do indie shows. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. You know, a montage like that's unfortunate, uh, but it's true. Uh, you know, I have a I have a team that we try to do uh, a little bit of a herald. We just do it. It's all organic and we just do it all in one location. Yeah. Uh, and see what happens there. I, I uh, see how far we can get type of thing. That's one of the things that I really enjoyed about your podcast with Billy was just talking about the indie scene is so important, but mm-hmm. it is, it is dangerous in terms of like, it is hard to do a 15 minute show mm-hmm. that isn't a montage less, yeah. where like you <laughs> yeah. can yeah. Yeah, have some, you know, that like some sort of a resolution or, or like some sort of drive to it because like, yeah. The other thing too is like, no matter how big the group is, if the group is very big, that's yeah. tough because that's where that mentality does come in of like, I drove here from Burbank. Yeah. Like I'm going to get my yeah. scene in. You yeah. Know? I mean, I think, and that's, uh, uh, you know, it's tough. It is. It is so tough because I don't I, I I empathize with maybe this. The I'm going to call it the struggle of doing in the improv, which is the stupidest sentence of all time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but there there is like a real struggle with it and, and a moment of just like, well, I mean, I'm here. I got to do this. I'm only going to get a little time on stage. Might as well swing big. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's interesting because it I do. I do personally feel like it's changed a lot in the years, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, and it, I don't know, like, I don't know that it's always been for the best. And I'm, I'm, I think that's a lot of like where my head's at right now with improv is like, how do I, uh, keep what's good about it, it and try to not to worry about much, yeah. uh, not to not worry too much about what I don't love about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like maybe the one benefit that isn't talked about too much though, are those teams like the smackaroos or, or <laughs> any one of the, but I'm talking about the teams that host tonight Yeah, because there you are, you're there all the time and, yeah. and like you might not have that show length, but you're seeing good work done. You're seeing bad work being done. Yeah. And you're also doubling down on your investment in like being a part of this community and, yeah. and being able to like, sometimes those conversations you have at the clubhouse or in the green room somewhere mm-hmm. are the ones that keep you doing it. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And I think those only exist when you take on the onus of like choosing to be more involved yeah. than just showing up to do a 12 minute show. Yeah. I think that's true. I think that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I want to like, I want to be, I want to be the most positive person about improv in the world. And sometimes it's hard. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think a lot of times it is that I feel like that investment or like choosing to get, be more invested in it is sometimes tricky. Cause you're just like, you know, from, if it is the thing like where you're watching a show where people are coming in from Burbank and they have to get there. So you're just like, I mean, 
like this isn't funny. What are you guys doing? You're taking, you're going nuts. This is fucking crazy. And like there, there is a part of that where I'm like, I've used to watch a lot more indie improv and now I'm just like, I mean, why? Like why? There's so much that's terrible. And that's like not fair. Cause I know there's plenty of good stuff. I really know there's plenty of good stuff, but yeah. it is easy. It is easy to go like, mm. but it's terrible to you. Like, cause you've had so many shows under your belt now, mm-hmm. right? Sure, like, yeah. like to, that first or second year student, they're going to be like, this is amazing. I remember yeah. like, I remember being before I moved here, like I said, I, I came out and took second city classes yeah. and I was watching their house teams. And I remember calling my friend. I'm like, I'm watching the future of comedy. <laughs> I, I love it. I guarantee yeah. three or four of these people will be on SNL in the next year. And like, no, <laughs> like, many of them are gone. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them are still grinding it out. Yeah. But like, it was my like, it's the moment of like my mind is, is, will never be as blown as it is tonight after yeah. watching those two people play moving bodies, the short form game. Right? Yeah. And then like a year later, it's like, fuck that. Like That's I just funny. saw like a long form musical show. Yeah. You know, that blew my mind. And then like, fuck that. I just saw Ascat. Like yeah. it's, it's like if you allow like you grow too, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's that, that like when you stagnate and get out of like, that's the hard part. Yeah. It's like when you hit that point where you're like, mm, I need to be, something's got to blow me away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, yeah, there is that, there, that there's a moment where it's like the valley between, uh, the good, the great stuff that you've seen and the, the average stuff that you can see grows and grows. And it's, yeah. it gets, it is a thing where you're just like, man, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I've seen Thomas Middleditch do the most incredible musical improv show in the world with the, all these other great people too. And you're just like, I mean, what's this? What's this indie show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, which again, unfair and not exactly how I feel about it, but there's a, you know, there's a where I think that comes. Yeah. With it. Yeah. 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 But it's, just, it just might not be for you mm-hmm. anymore. Oh yeah. Uh, you yeah. Probably yeah. thought about that a lot, but that's, uh, Oh yeah. That's the, <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing I I've been out here that like, I can't devote my evenings to comedy the way that I used to, Yeah, you know, when I would do three shows a night, right. You know, driving around town. Yeah. It, like sometimes I'm like, man, it would be fun to get involved in stand up. And then I think about my friends who are doing stand up. I'm like, yeah, mm, I can't. You gotta, no, you gotta invest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is that. And so, uh, I think that's, that's how I like reckon the indie thing of not being able to see as much and do yeah. as much. And that's like when I joked like tater town once every three months, like that's the challenge of that group is yeah. it has six very busy people on it. Yeah. And so for all of us to be at the same place yeah. is, is tough. Well, it's, I think, I think, I mean, I, that, that very busy thing is, is, uh, Maybe, I don't know. I think it's like trickling down in a way. If you talk about the ensemble being an important part of it, I think uh, there's been, everybody's got a million teams now. Everybody's pretty busy. It is hard to kind of get everybody available to do much of anything, yeah. show, practice, or otherwise, you know, or even hang out. Like I have a, I have a, a number of groups that, man, we just love hanging out. We love being together. We love just doing nothing. But man, it is still hard to like find a day in a month where it's like, yeah, six or seven of us are available, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. But, but, uh, like, and that's maybe where, where this comes from is I, I coached, uh, I've coached a number of Herald teams at, at IO yeah. and I coach a great one. Now I've coached great ones in the past, but I was always impressed, uh, like impressed at how indie teams often had better, like, uh, attendance yeah. than like main stage teams that have coached uh, there and other places. And that, that, that always shocks me. Cause like these people care about it so much. Yeah. And that's the other thing that I, that I never want to be is that jaded person. Who's like, yeah, I, I'm here. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Billy, Billy said the other day, uh, not on the podcast, but just 
was talking to him. He's like the worst attendance uh, in all of improv is advanced study classes. <laughs> it's like we have, it's just like for some reason people just stop coming or like a few, it's, I don't know what happens. It's like, why, why, why are we, why are we not caring or why are we not showing up? Yeah. Got to find that. We got to find that way to, yeah. Care about invest. Yeah. Get, like get involved. One, one of the most difficult people I ever played with. Um, I remember once it was my, my first Herald team that I was on and, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, our coach had asked us, what do you guys want to do next now that you're a Herald team? And I remember we were at the bar and he was like, Can you believe they asked, what do we want to do next? We made it, man. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Oh uh, no. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, we're going to be together for a while, you and I. And like, yeah, no. And it's also such a funny thing. Like, how do you, this is yeah. such a loose art form. How do you determine yeah. what even making it means? Like, yeah. You know, any, any type of complacency, uh, I mean, then again, I, I, I always say, like, I feel that's a good thing about um, uh, the competitive or very big nature. There's a lot of opportunities in the improv now. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a there's a lot of reason to get better or to be interesting or different. Uh, like it's it'd be hard to I think it's harder now than ever to just be like, yep. I'm good. I got it set. And like, that's not fun anyway. I don't want to have that like mindset of anything, but there's a lot of opportunity to grow and try to do something different and challenge yourself for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, this is good. This is good. I love it. You, you've brought uh, interesting tangents already. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. This is good. Yeah. We're, we're okay. 15 minutes into the longest tangent in the world. <laughs> oh, oh boy. That I love was, it. I didn't know that was a tangent. I thought that was all. No, 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 no. Well, you <laughs> no. before. Uh, so no, no, no. I, that's, I, before you said, do you want to like just have tangent to see where it goes? Oh and yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I'm not saying that everything you said was not <laughs> part of this. I'm sorry. Oh, oh no, what did I do? Clear. Let me be extra clear. All right. Um. Well, okay. So I mean, I feel like I've learned a lot about your backstory and stuff. I mean, I, I do want to hear a little bit about. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess I just think like for you. Yeah, you have a number of experiences. How does? How does it? how do you keep it all in your head? Like, how do you, how do you feel like of, of like stacking together the different oh, great. forms, schools, uh, performance styles maybe, or whatever. Yeah. How do you think yeah. about that? Um, okay. So I think, um, for a long time, I just kind of lived by short mantras from like each school. So like, Love it. like when I was at second city, um, and uh, like for a couple years there, there was three things that I kind of really tried to focus on and they were, um, be honest, mm-hmm. uh, everything matters and take care of your scene partner. And those are like three lessons that I took again from the, the drop in with Dave Rosowski and like kind of summing up like what were the most valuable things. The be honest thing was just like, say it, don't be coy, don't be shy. It's that, you know, there's a yeah. million versions of this note, but like yeah. that was the one is like always like just make the honest choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, um, everything matters was what uh, Rosowski would say in terms of like, it's not just what's said, it's what's underneath it. It's like body language, like call all that out, look yeah. for it. Um, and then the last one, like take care of your partner was a very much like just remembering that it's like, it's what you said. It's like, it's the partnership. Like we mm. get the laughs together yeah. based on our relationship, because if it's just me, like go do a character class, go do stand up, right. like, like do that. I want to make yeah. us look good. Yeah. Um, so that was like that, that carried me for a long time. Um, and then like most recently, I'd say what I've really learned from my experience at UCB and kind of IO together 
um, in terms of direct uh, relation to the Herald as a form mm-hmm. is, you know, be present and be grounded. Yeah. Uh, especially at the tops of scenes. And I, and what I mean by that is like, you can be grounded in a universe full of unicorns, right? right. That's, that's the context. That's the yeah. base reality. Now what's unusual there. Yeah. And I think like, um, the one philosophy that I've been working on, you know, the most as a player and, and, uh, with students is, framing the universe in something that makes sense first before mm-hmm. the unusual pops, like just making sure that there is something that we can return to a world that we can return to. Does that makes sense. Like, Oh yeah. Um, I love, I love a strong base reality and it. That sounds so boring, but man, if you can yeah. just, if you can really set up a scene that we can hang out in. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> like I like that. And the analogy that I use is like, we're, we're in an, uh, you know, a town where movie and, and films and all that and TV are made everything starts with a slug line that tells you like interior house day. Like everything starts that way. Yeah. So (laughs) how do you start a scene with a punchline? Yeah. Without like, you know, you're a bad uncle. If you tell the punchline and then try to fill in why that was funny. It's very hard. It's very hard. And it, and, and worse than that, I think, you know, like you you say, tell the punchline and then try to fill in with everything else or worse, like tell the punchline and then leave it up to your partner to make sure that they're doing your setup for you. And they're like, okay, okay got it okay you just said something let me fill out what is yeah 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 what is where are we why Fuck. is this okay and okay they told the monologue was about a campfire yeah and this is in a factory yeah, you're yeah. just sitting there like yeah i mean i've done everybody's done that a thousand times where you're just like they say something kind of funny yeah it gets like a half chuckle and you're like okay how do i respond to this and fill it in so we're not totally lost now it gets it's stressful it's a stressful move where that's why i like i mean i i a lot of teams i coach i'm like you cannot do an unusual thing until your third line yeah like, just do just worry about only doing the base reality just relax just do everything else because yeah. i like i really do mean it like i like a place i can hang out like i want a safe space where i know how to just you know yeah, yeah we're we're in an office meeting and we're, you know, we're going over ideas for dog toys. Great. Yeah. Just sit down, talk about dog toys. So I don't have to worry about like, do a funny thing now. Yeah. yeah there is yeah. no reality. There is only jokes. <laughs> and, and that's where I go back to like that, that strong base of like great improvisers or great actors. Like that's yeah. where you get to do the acting too, is at the top. Like, yeah. Touch something, be somewhere, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then the other lovely thing is if you do that, then like, I think it's a dangerous term when, when we talk about resting the game, because mm-hmm. rest is such an impassive, like a passive mm-hmm. word. Yeah. Uh, like revisit mm-hmm. that environment that you created, you yeah. know, because if you put it at an office meeting and you know that there's a whiteboard there and there's something else there, you don't need to invent the next game move. You just right. got to go touch that whiteboard and see yeah. how that applies to it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where it's purest improv is is it because you are creating as as it's going yeah rather than like two people at the top of the stage yeah inventing comedy you know? well that's what i i think i i say a lot is or that's another thing of it i feel like i've been coming back to is like the hardest thing about improvising is the improvising part and we get really comfortable in our games or our arguments where we're like here's the unusual thing you did well here's why i did it and then we, we live in that conversation for forever and it's hard to go okay 
I'm fine with that. Let's move on. Let me go back to improvising and trusting that I can do this game move again and create a game move again. Uh, That is literally the hardest part. It's so easy to stall. And I'm like, but that's what we're doing. You've made the commitment to do improv. That means you have to go improvise. (laughs) So go do it. Go find, go, yeah, go touch the whiteboard. Go see if there's a move there. Um, I have another tangent. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I want to know this. And you probably talked about this before, but uh, I'm curious. Do you prefer prefer Mm -hmm. premise or organic? Yeah. Um, interesting. I think, I think I prefer premise Mm -hmm. slightly over organic, um, but only slightly, um, uh, organic is fun, uh, and it, and it can be really good, but I feel like that one is easy to get off track. Uh, for some reason, I feel like that's easier to get off of track than premise is for me personally. Uh, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think I prefer organic because yeah. I like starting with nothing. Love it. Um, but I will say the wins from organic, I think are higher mm-hmm. and the losses are way lower. For right. Sure. Like, For like, sure. cause with premise you do get at least if it's like a, a night, like even a half baked premise, you got a couple things to start with Yeah. versus like, it does take an incredible amount of simplicity and trust, I think to start an organic scene. Yeah. Like one person, like both of you keeping it simple and trusting that you'll arrive at something together yeah. and not trying right away to be like, uh, well you just took a dump on my couch, so you got to mm-hmm. leave. It's like, all right. Yeah. Trust that we can find it without inventing couch dumper. Because right. you know? <laughs> I've, great I've seen couch dumper a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think I, 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 yeah, I feel maybe largely the same about organic improv and, and premise improv is like, I think a lot of just, it's easy. It's easy enough to do moves in organic improv or find yourself in a spot where like, we've kind of like stalemated a little bit this scene. Uh, and then, and then they'll like, and that's not really true. That's not ever hopefully not ever the case but it is like you'll go like oh here's something slightly unusual here's like uh an attempted an emotional reaction that comes with something more unusual and you're like man we're like we're 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 in a tough spot and like fight i guess fighting through that is harder to do than like fighting through a tough premise to get out i feel like like if a premise doesn't quite go right i can always like dial it back and try again or mm-hmm. just go you know fall into whatever came up but right uh but there is something about that where you're like oh like that's we're off a little bit we're off just a little bit to like uh, a comedic scene yeah yeah i did do you remember uh like a few years ago the ucb herald audition was like basically an organic remember like you would a to c down the line yeah. did you ever do that was yeah. always so wild to me that that was like i was i is, was this. fine with that though like that was the yeah. thing i was i i liked I, I you know what i guess i guess what i think is like i don't uh i don't want an organic scene or you know what's tricky? Yeah, I guess it's the improvising part. It's the I don't want the third organic scene in a show. You know what I mean? Like where we're just like, all right, let me try to fill out another nothing. Because uh, it is there's something about it where I feel like maybe it's just like a little bit of brain fatigue or something where I'm just like, oh, we're getting loose. It gets looser as the show goes on. Unless I guess unless it's really firing right away. I don't know. I don't know. That's not really no. I got true. you. I got you. But you know but I mean? as a so when you do mm-hmm. indie shows, mm-hmm. are you are you guys are just doing it? You're getting yeah. a word and going, right? Yeah, like, yeah. That's the hard just, part of that because that's what you got to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is tricky, and it is. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, I think about that too, is like, it's not, I, it's, I kind of have to think like, Oh, not everybody approaches an organic scene the same way as I do. Let me be like extra cautionate or like extra thoughtful about like mm-hmm. what these lines means or like where uh, a big reaction comes from like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Or like, uh, whatever. I don't know. I like, you know what it is, is I like being at least halfway comfortable in what I think is funny about this scene or yeah. that my partner knows what's funny about this scene. And I've def and I'm, uh, I'm trusting or not confident enough in myself, uh, in doing improv scenes where, um, I'll be like, Oh, this is funny. And then maybe something else will like pop its head up. And I'm like, is that what's funny or is what you're saying the funny thing or is what my, and then I like, I'll back off uh, and I'm like, fuck, I fucked that up from being not confident as as confident as I should be. Whereas if I feel like, you know, or premise, I'm like, well, I know at least what the intention is supposed to be. Even if I don't agree, if it's the funniest thing or in the world or whatever, at least I know what it's supposed to be and I can do my best to make that work. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it, I think organic takes a tremendous amount of trust and Mm -hmm. conversations. Like if you're a team who's doing that, yeah. Trust and conversation about what are our objectives yeah. you know the way that we talked about because it, it is how do we how, do, how does this team initiate how do we respond how do yeah. we do that versus premise is like it's in the pre- like sometimes it's in the premise like yeah. all the parts that you have to yeah play, right yeah it, yeah even you know yeah it, sometimes it sometimes it's not all there but sometimes it's just enough where you're like yeah i can make this work uh it'll be yeah fine. it'll be fine yeah i get why we laughed at this when when it came up in the opening or whatever so uh, yeah we'll just do some more of that we'll find a way into it. it'll be great yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Um, uh, <laughs> I know I got you on a tangent. Again. You, did. you did. I just great. love talking about this stuff. Like it's, I did too. I mean, such a joy. This is why I'm doing uh, like a hundred million <laughs> episodes of this. Uh, I'm so busy yeah. talking about improv. Um, well, let's let's talk a little bit about. Um, I guess like coaching stuff. I, I think about that. Uh, what is uh, I don't know for you. Like what's what do you, what's you said ensemble is important to you, but like. What other like mm, things do you emphasize? Best practices, whatever. What, how, do you, how do you approach coaching? Um, I uh, what to you. What do you want to see? What do I want to see? Yeah, what do I want? Uh, I I really want to see people who like playing together. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's that to me again is the most important thing, and that's like my. It's typically like my day one coach <laughs> talk. Like yeah. if I'm working with a new group or, uh, you know, I coach a mess hall team at, at uh, UCB also. And, and like I said, a Herald team at IO. And, and it's it's very important for me to get them on the same page in terms of team objectives and what we're aiming for. And then and then I do like I really like start grounded, you yeah. know, and, and see what we can discover that's funny together. Mm-hmm. Um I think those are the main takes. And then I'm also big on the the other things that are like, be a good teammate. Like, yeah. you know, send the text that you're not going to be there. It's those conversations yeah. too, which uh, I used to be a public school teacher. And I think like one big part of coaching is managing personalities, right? Sure, yeah. Like in a way... Uh, like we are, we are coaching, but we're also therapists. I also find, you know, sure, because, yeah. and I say this too, like I work a lot through improv. Like yeah. I, I love that. And, uh, improv and my mouth guard are like the, the two bears of all my stress and stress relief. Right. Um, so I think it's a big part of that is, yeah. you know, just encouraging people to be decent to each other on and off the stage. Yeah. Um, you know, cause that's an important part of it. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and reminding them it's this too. It's, it's reminding yeah. it's the trust thing. That's the biggest part is, mm-hmm. is 
reminding them to trust each other when they play together. Cause like I said, they all chose to be a mm-hmm. team. They don't have 16 people in class and Oh man, I don't want to, I don't want to do a scene with uh, Jake. Cause man, he's not like, you don't have to worry about Jake walking yeah. in on your scenes. Yeah. It's the other way that everybody cuts their teeth is with jams and jams. Even if they have the best intentions, always have a couple nuts that go there and are tag happy and yeah. sword happy and couch yeah. dumpers. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, a couple. So like when you form a team, that's the important part is like what is how do we want to play and how are we all agreeing what like our team philosophy or language is that's interesting right and we're the sum of each other's strengths like if you're great at characters and you're great at this like learn how to be great at characters learn Mm. how to make these big picture moves and these thematic moves right um and then everybody's carrying the same weight right you know i agree with that i get that um yeah it's interesting i feel like i feel like a lot of times i spend I feel like if I'm, if I think about it, it's like, oh, I'm just trying to get everybody comfortable, mm-hmm. uh, with just, uh, with improvising. And it's like, uh, like I, I love, I love just like doing this weird thing where I'm like, okay, just, you don't get to, you're not doing a comedic scene. There's, there will be no games. I don't care if you do games, just do a scene that seems like a thing that would happen in real life. Just get comfortable doing stuff. Like yeah. Adding words. Like I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting how, uh, sometimes our basics will, it's easy to like, uh, get so amped up or mm-hmm. excited about, you know, oh, I got to do the game. I got to do this thing. I got to say that like we lose just uh, a lot. I don't know that, that I'm like, we just relax. Got to find our way to relax into it. And I've, I think I've always, I've always said that that's one of the things that I think IO is particularly good at for, for the people who come out of there. Mm hmm. Or like start with that is like oh they're so comfortable they'll do whatever on stage. yeah 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 yeah, uh, yeah and um uh and that's great I love that uh now, then it's like so once you can do that then it's like well let's make sure we're now we we'll work on our comedy stuff yeah like yeah we yeah can do all our comedy yeah, it can't just be empty calories <laughs> yeah, and just yeah. like yeah, yeah we're all oh I can sit on stage and play a southern bell <laughs> yeah 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 cool man uh, yeah that's great I love that you can do that let's do some comedy yeah now. what's funny about that other than your accent <laughs> yeah right? yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what's well, funny about that other than your accent? Well, and that's the other thing I push too, like as a coach is like, what's underneath all this is like, it, that's a big thing too, is like not, let's not do caricatures. Let's do characters and mm-hmm. characters like grown on the inside out. So mm-hmm. if it's just an accent and a physicality, that's mm-hmm. only going to earn you so much. Like yeah. uncover their point of view or that character's philosophy. Like yeah. that's, that's the other thing I, I really try to push with teams is like, what's your character's point of view and why is that funny? Yeah. You know, that's interesting. Um, from character's point of view. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's a big, uh, that's a big thing that I'll emphasize too, just getting to games or, uh, making moments or, or being characters is like, uh, you know, we talk a lot about the first unusual thing. I think this is a thing from Berg, but it was like, that's just a symptom of what you believe. It's not the game. It's not the scene. It's just yeah. a symptom of who you are. Yeah. It's a behavior. Yeah. It's a, like that's, that's one thing that you do. What else do you do? Right. Cause you believe that. Yeah. And I do, I feel like I spend a lot of time just go at like doing things where it's like, I like doing, I like doing like little object monologues, which I learned from Will Hines, I think, uh, where it's like, you know, just philosophize on why this, what this object, it's like a, a exercise. You give them an object, you say, this is a blank. It represents something. And then you monologue about why that something it represents is important. And it can be like silly stuff or it can be whatever, but you have to go deep into why that, that belief is so important that what it is, what it, why it's important to you. Cause I just want to go like, you got to be able to take a move that's weird or the first unusual thing that you're given or you do or whatever and go like, yeah, 
this is the thing. This is what I care about. This is what I believe. And I'm going to do this like this is in my core of who I am. Yeah. And it's not about the it's not about the broom that I was originally. Handed, right. But it's what it really means to me. And then how I can turn that into going to the whiteboard and doing another move. Right. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. 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 That's what I think about a lot. I think about and a lot. I, I also like to talk, you know, like th- this is not a groundbreaking idea. That a lot of people talk about, but that the unusual doesn't know they're unusual. Like they sure. think they're the straight man. Yeah. And I think what's helpful about that in terms of justification is like, we, uh, I push like justify altruistically. Like you do this to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you do it selfishly. Like those, yeah. those I think are like two nice, easy yeah. justifications is like, cause if the straight man or if the absurd is doing it to be an asshole, mm. you don't root for him. Mm-hmm. But if they are, if what they're doing has good intentions mm-hmm. even though it fails that's fun to yeah. see you know yeah i i say i i think a lot of like just looking for it's a johnny meeks thing and i've just like look for the look for the good in what you're doing yeah is there yeah. any chance that it's like good not defensible but like is there a thing that you did that was like good that you're trying you're aiming to do out of it if you are then that's like again more endearing more yeah. playable yeah and less sometimes like you'll just do a scene it's like yes i stole your toothpaste because fuck you yeah 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 like yeah i don't know like that's a tricky thing to get into who wants that but yeah 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 <clears throat> i always like I, I think like a great example for that is chris pratt on parks and rec like his character was like so goofy but he was like a labrador at the end of the day like you yeah. rooted for him yeah. even though he did dumb or unusual yeah. things like yeah always for the good right yeah like, yeah, yeah, that's a totally it. That's totally it. Um, yeah, finding finding that that reason to care. It's just yeah, it's simple, and it, it just man, it earns you the audience too. Yeah, and that's, the audience likes it. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, if you can get that, if you can establish that in in the beginning of your scene, not just the who and the what, but mm-hmm. like the why it matters. Mm-hmm. I think that's like aces you what know a, like yeah why do i give a shit <laughs> yeah like why does each performer give mm-hmm. a shit why do the characters give a shit and why should the audience mm-hmm. give a shit yeah is, about like uh you're uh, elaborate on that for a little bit like the scene like or the characters or well tell, i guess like if i'm a straight man in a scene right like okay. why do i stay here with you oh sure if it's odd or, like why do i care so mm-hmm. give it some stakes like mm-hmm. it, it could be personal stakes it could be you need something but yeah. you know um uh the example i always use like like as our Uber drivers, mm-hmm. like uh, my wife and I were in an Uber about six months ago. We're like halfway through the drive. Guy knows where we live. He yeah. knows where we're getting dropped off. He starts talking about the hole that's in the earth that the Nazis came out of because the, the earth is hollow. And that's like how World War II started. And we didn't go like, we're out of here. You know, yeah. it's like we kind of rode. I asked him a ton of questions because he was fascinating. Yeah. And and like that's they, the most fascinating like, Uber drive you can get. Yeah. I think like that's part of it, too, is like maybe the stakes for the straight man are just curiosity. Yeah. Of like what what's ticking underneath all this? Right. Yeah. And I think, too, as the absurd or unusual, if you start too crazy mm-hmm. if the scene starts with like i'm gonna eat your baby yeah like you have no there's nothing no compelling yeah. reason to stay yeah. right so like why do you care mm. and then as the straight man or as the absurd man your justification might be underneath that right like the reason that you are acting this way or have this philosophy yeah is you know it has something underneath it yeah and then as the audience like why does today matter yeah like, i'm only <laughs> i'm only with these characters mm-hmm. for these two to three minutes and then yeah. they're gone forever like why am i invested what makes me lean in and go like okay i'm paying attention to this scene not checking my phone that's interesting i uh i wholeheartedly agree 
with that like fi- that the straight man has to care you have to care you have to care because man it's just it's not interesting and i've put myself in this position where it's like oh i'm a straight man who doesn't care i did it like the other day i was like why did i make myself a person who doesn't give a shit about this scene uh or the outcomes of these people uh but you have to care and it's just it's more interesting at the you straight manning from a place of emotion or want uh is yeah. so much better than i think from straight straight manning from a position of oh, that's weird uh oh, boy oh, that's dumb like just this detachment and that's so easy to do and it happens a lot or or worse uh the, the version of it where it's like i'm straight manning and it's like oh you're so crazy i don't know why i married you and you're like oh man you gotta find you should know like, yeah, you yeah, should yeah, care yeah. A little. yeah 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 find a way yeah. to care man yeah yeah and, and you know these are these these aren't like end all statements. Like mm. I've played dancing peanut butter sandwiches with no game and that's fantastic and been fun. And, yeah. and like, why well, does the audience <laughs> care? Cause it's funny. Right. Yeah, like, right. Like, so there's that. Yeah. But I do, I do think these points are important because we watch the, the great improvisers. We watch the people that we've watched for years, like mm-hmm. whether it's ASCAT or whether it's the Armando Cassidio or mm-hmm. anywhere where you're like, and they do it effortlessly. And we like, yeah. I think the danger is like just trying to mimic the funny, yeah. and not understanding all the like, stuff that's going into there and it's and they're not thinking like now yeah and that's the thing like uh maybe becky said this on the thing so uh, i'm stealing it but i remember somebody accrediting this to her which is like the ucb sweater says don't think but on the back it should say except about relationship and this and like <laughs> yeah it should list a hundred things right yeah but i think like the really great moment the other thing that i always push is that present like just mm. listen be there in the moment because like if you're there you'll find it and yeah. you have to trust that you will yeah and that also comes from years and reps and doing it as much as you can because mm-hmm. you'll encounter a lot of the same stimuluses right yeah sure and you'll just know how to do a better version of the lumberjack scene like yeah. you know the 10th time you do it is like yeah, oh like maybe i sure. won't do syrup puns this time <laughs> like maybe Amen. i'll just be like a, a guy <laughs> who cares yeah. about the environment uh yeah i think uh yeah definitely doing those reps is something important i uh i've said this before on this podcast but i was on a team that very very frequently pimped me into and did uh scenes about racism where there were racist characters or i was pimped into a racist character and as a straight white male Oh fuck. Like I don't want to do this. It's so hard, but man, I really do like anytime that comes up in a show, like I am like, I got this. Let me like, I've done walk-ons and stuff in scenes that are like very awkward just to like, here, I think I know how to like do this safely and that everybody feels comfortable and like doesn't lose their mind or we don't like make the wrong point. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's easy to do. It's easy to do that. But yeah, just getting those reps in. It's just like, Oh, I know how to be in this type of situation. Yeah. yeah. Because then the next thing too is, and I, uh, I remember listening to a, I think it was a podcast with Paul Shear where he was talking about on the Facebook show, like they do a lot of cliche scenes, mm-hmm. like just cause they've done them for years. Like they've done a thousand doctor's office scenes, Yeah, but once they're in it and they know the rules, that's when they can go, what haven't we done in this right. world yet? And that like, that's cool too. Yeah. You know, I like that and that's only going to come from reps of, yeah. of doing a lot of those and knowing how to bend those, uh, those environments. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the statement that I've heard that I, I think I've recently decided I don't know if I agree with it. Uh, and it was like, why does today matter? Like, why is this scene the thing? And I've been thinking about that. And I've, I think ultimately what I've come to on it is I don't know that I, I guess I don't know that I agree because I feel like that statement urges you to change your behavior or confront it in a new way or treat it as if it's a new thing. Like, I think that statement, again, this may just be how I'm interpreting it, so whatever. But I feel like that time, that will, 
don't know. I feel like it urges the it urges the scene to be not like gamey in a way. It urges it to be plotty, uh, if that makes sense. And I, I that's why I feel like I've never I've never said that as a coaching thing, and I've never really thought about it or like really applied it to my day to day improv. So, uh, uh, so yeah, unfairly yeah, yeah. defend that. No, um, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think it's it's a. Uh, that is uh, like a root of the no, of the concept of being honest, mm-hmm. right? Why does today matter? Because maybe today's the day that I, uh, I'm going to call out your absurd behavior, uh-huh. right? Like, yeah. like, because uh, sometimes that's the thing, right? Is if we know this person is unusual, like one part of it is like, have they always done this, or is this a new yeah. thing? Yeah, and I think either works but if it's something that you've always done that there's more truth to that than like suddenly deciding to wake up and do something right yeah yeah it's ingrown it's not circumstantial it's like part of your your absurd or unusual character's philosophy mm-hmm. they've carried it with them through their whole life um so as the as the as the responder as a straight man like i think the concept of like why does today matter is because today's the day we're like i can't sit next to you at this cubicle anymore right like um that's that's how I would defend it. Is it like it, it leads that moment of honesty? Yeah. But I agree in that, um, you know, so like I don't want to see melodrama and I don't want to mm-hmm. see soap opera scenes unless yeah. you're doing a soap opera form. Like I don't yeah. want like and those are like crutches of like bad shows sometimes, which is just yeah. like, you know, it's not today's the day we're getting a divorce. It's not that. It's, yeah. But like today's the day that I'm letting you know our marriage is at stake. Right. You know, or, you know, yeah. today's the day that like you, uh, your behavior doesn't mm-hmm. fit in at this pizza parlor. Anymore. Yeah. And that that I think is what. Yeah, I would like apply that. I dig that. That's often how I bring it up is like, you got to be honest. You can't be coy. Like, yeah, I feel like what I hear, what I I think what I I agree with you on this is like, I think the the moments, what it means, like why today is is smaller than one would interpret that note. I think Mm -hmm. originally is like, why today? It's like, yeah, you know what? We just have to talk about why we, why this happens in our cubicle all the time, man. Or, you know, or this is the day where. Uh, you know, you get confronted with an issue that's actually harder for your unusual thing uh, that you've always done. I, I, right. You know, that's fine. But I feel like I feel like the bad version of this. I like sometimes I like to just talk about the bad versions of things. It's like, oh, like we kind of know the extreme of it and what yeah. we're, we're yeah. aiming to avoid. But like the bad version of it is like, you know, hey, man, you always shit on the couch and then we talk about it. And then you're like, yeah. Yeah, and like I, I, I finally dissuade you from doing it, and then you're like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna shit on the couch anymore." And then you hug, and then it's like, "All right, great." Like that's the scene, I guess. I feel like I've seen that type of thing where it's like, "No, like you can't do this anymore." Like this is so unusual. This is today's day. We're gonna change it for it, and then we do, and then you're like, "Yeah, but like that's over." And like, what happened? <laughs> like, yeah, you, you, you can't solve the scene. So today's yeah. the day isn't doesn't mean like <laughs> today's the day that we resolve this, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's more. It's it's that like, call, like being honest, calling stuff out. Yeah, and I think it it's. Uh, in a way, like today's the day is also maybe it makes you live in the present a little bit to know that like yeah we're talking about this now in the present, yeah. not what happened in the past, not what's going to happen in the future, but yeah. like this moment now. I love that, which is helpful. I think today, um, I think I think interpreting it that way, I've just or even just like I'm going to address it, like yeah. I'm not going to let it go. Yeah, that's great. Like that is a great application of that note. Uh, yeah, I, think, I always you know, just fear the other version. But also every note is wrong and every note is right. We all know that. Part, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, hard. yeah. That's such a lesson. Like that's it's the, the worst part. You're like, it's all right, but it's also all wrong. Yeah. Like, like I, you know, it, <laughs> then I'm sure you've done this a million times in coaching and I've done it too, where you're just like, yeah, yeah. 
uh, I hear your question about this note. This is about this scene. Yeah. It's a general note. It will totally be wrong in the future. But understand the main thing I'm saying is right. like, just care. Right. That's what I really say is you should always care. You can probably reduce all my notes to like a couple of things. But like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll like give a, a scene a note, which is this like, mm. you can't ask questions, man. Yeah. And then right after I'll ask more questions, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, do you know what's going on? Things. You should ask. But, but it <laughs> yeah. is like, it's applicable. Like, like at the top of a scene, don't ask questions. Yeah. Like, because you're allowing, like, if you are, then you take whatever your scene partner gives you. Yeah. Right. Cause like you're putting all the pressure on them to do it. Yeah. Midway through a scene, if you don't understand something, yeah. ask a question. Because yeah. like, if you don't understand it, the audience doesn't understand it. Nobody you probably it. need to understand it. Yeah. So if that's what happens, that's that thing of like, uh, uh, this is a Fernie thing that I read of like, I love the concept of like curious straight men. Yeah. Right. Like, like who are, uh, who are recognizing and they're asking like, what, what's, what's underneath all this? Yeah. Like, I love that rather than like the stop sign of like, don't do that anymore. Yeah. Like you're yeah. stopping the fun instead of like trying to understand. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's what, that's again, that's a, like you, uh, everybody, you know, that everybody knows that classic moment. First unusual thing happens. We argue a little bit about it. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well give up. Somebody's just got to give up and like continue that scene because we certainly want to see it more. And I will, I like it's easy, it's easy enough almost if you're a halfway sufficient straight man to shut down and explain why somebody's insane in a conversation. Uh, But I feel like it's way more fun to just play it out and like lose your mind a little bit later. Like I love, I love letting somebody as a straight man go so insane that I'm like, why are you doing this to me? Oh yeah. 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 I love that way more than just being like, I won this debate. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I think I I call it like going Larry David or the Costanza moment. Right. It's like if you can get that person to have that moment, that's very fun. Right. And that's that where that trust comes in is like, you can't shit on their couch right away. Yeah. So, because if you, do then they have to go to Costanza right, right. away and then the scene it's yeah. a 10 oh yeah right away and, yeah it's you know. uh, and that I mean I think that's important when you talk about like keeping scene scenes grounded or starting with a, a relatively I'd say like not too crazy of an unusual right. thing worst case scenario it doesn't hit and you can always heighten it right away you can always try to do another one that's bigger but um yeah if you do something so insane like i'm gonna eat your children man you are asking for me as an improviser to be this character to be the most empathetic understanding Mm -hmm. careful person who also doesn't go along with your unusual thing so as to keep it unusual like you're asking of a very higher higher order move yeah it's not possible but man it's very very hard to do yeah and it's like i want it i want to i want to i really do but like it's easier to just go like you're fucking insane go to my house and like my favorite i think one of my favorite moments to play i love playing the uh straight man too Mm -hmm. like i i I know a lot of people like don't I think mm. it's super fun. I think this, the trick is just like giving yourself something mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. give yourself a little something. That's where those stakes and things come in. Yeah. Um, but I love when uh, playing this side and also seeing this side is like if the unusual is just a tad unusual and it allows that straight man not to say anything mm-hmm. but to show that they caught it. Yeah. Right. So that's like one of those acting moments where yeah. like you can look and it's like and, and the more reps you have the more you can understand how you can like give a look like to the audience yeah. like you saw you know like yeah. like the recognition like you take that moment to yeah. act and that's su- that's where that ensemble comes in it's like if you're being too crazy at the beginning mm-hmm. you're not giving them any opportunity to like yeah to let that land right that, that yeah. it's that note of like let it land like yeah. that's so important yeah. it's an acting moment and this is like at the end of the day we are actors yeah it's and true. that's like that takes the reps too is, yeah is to remember that you can't just stand at the lip of the stage and tell jokes back and forth yeah 
Oh, those, uh, yeah, those small moments, they're valuable and it's, it's hard to trust them. It's yeah. hard to trust them. It really it's scary, is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I talk about uh, this. Is one of my fa- one of my favorite things I ever did in a scene is uh, I remember it well. It's like, oh, I don't have to do anything was I was somebody t- taking somebody's blood and I told them I had to sanitize their arm for 30 seconds before I did the needle. And I did. I quietly sanitized their arm for 30 seconds and it started with a titter and it went into like a big laugh for after three. And I was like, I mean, I didn't have to do anything. All I had to do is that thing. And if we're. And and I think that scene and also I remember that scene kind of like tried to heighten that and it wasn't a, and it's like, oh, we we had to do less than we think we do. Yeah. And that those little small moments of just like, oh, I heard you. Let me act that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that works. It works. Yeah. And that probably took a tremendous amount of trust on that team to like, yeah. let you have that 30 seconds. Yeah. Right. To have 30 seconds of just silence. Yeah. Of nothing. We're just we're all sitting there going like, oh, is this the game? Is this funny? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. yeah this is going to be a three minute scene, man. We're going to edit you. <laughs> yeah. We're going to spend a sixth of it doing this. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. But like that probably got talked about. Yeah. Those moments get talked about more than the moments where yeah. you, you, that that may have been there instead. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the the one where we immediately started filling in uh, with dialogue and yeah. you know justification and the coded languages of like here's what I really am talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um, all right. Well, I want to start asking some of my uh, my wrap up questions. Great. Uh, side coaching, yay or nay, and why? Uh, I like to side. I prefer to side coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I do ask most groups because mm-hmm. I've had only a couple people uh, talk on uh, talk like say like, oh, we don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I came up was like people side coaching. I think it has to be used a very specific way, yeah. like in and out, right? And yeah. I, and I've been bad about it. like yeah uh, like i'll apologize after it's like ah like i'm sorry about that i wasn't yeah. trying to make that happen but yeah here's and here's where it's bad when it doesn't get talked about after yeah when it's like here's that move and then and then they mm-hmm. they side coach a little and then the scene's over give some notes and then all right two more up yeah i think that's tough because like if you are going to do that yeah you need to explain the the principle uh, underneath it yeah and like why why that move worked and why you're you did that. yeah like why you kind of and, and the other thing there. like yeah. as silly as this might sound <laughs> like yeah I also always start the note with thank you for letting me side coach that a little yeah. bit. This is what I was going for. Yeah. Like, yeah. how did that feel having that moment? Yeah. Um, so I think like uh, I am a big proponent of it, mm-hmm. but, you know, with a caveat of like, yeah, try to keep it condensed. And yeah. the reason is uh, as a player, again, it was helpful for me to be able to make those adjustments midway through the scene mm-hmm. rather than the scene to be done. And the idea of like next time you do that scene about two fishermen in Alaska yeah. who are in a dinghy. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, earlier, earlier on my improv coaching and still sometimes if it comes up, if I can't think about if I can't give the right note to side coach it all, <laughs> this is the weirdest thing I do in the world. And I don't know that I recommend this to anybody, but I'll be like, I'm going to tag in the scene. I'm going to be you and just tag back in when you feel like you get where I'm going. Oh yeah. And like I'll understudy like, it a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, just come back in. Like, I'm going to try to do like two moves to get you where I think you need to be in this scene. I'll do it. They'll tag back in. They got it, whatever. And then I'll be like, okay, so why I was trying to do what I was trying to do there is like, I felt like you got locked in the scene. We were just locked in the argument. I was trying to accept it. So yeah. you could find another spot for it or, you know, whatever. I was like, I was just trying you, you were, he kept on pressing you for why you were doing that. You just need to say a little thing and then move on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't, I don't recommend it. No, I don't, I don't do that so much, but I, I do warm up sometimes. Like if I'm doing a, if mm-hmm. I'm introducing a specific exercise with a specific goal, yeah, I'll do the first one. Yeah. I'll be like, uh, let's, let's do this one together. Yeah. Because I think also, um, 
as a coach, sometimes I'm throwing shit at the wall, right? Like, yeah. like you're like, does this work? And yeah. you got to like see how it works. And like with some groups, it is some groups that they're not ready for it. Some groups are too advanced for a specific exercise. Yeah. But I think it's helpful to show this is what we're aiming for, yeah. you know, but yeah. it is, it, you know, like nobody wants a line read. Nobody wants that, but, no. it, but yeah. it comes not from a place of, um, uh, this is how this should be done. It's mm-hmm. more of I've done this for a long time and yeah. this is what the goal is of the exercise. Yeah, yeah right? for sure. Yeah. I think exercises like that are uh, where, again, where there's a specific intention or like what you're trying to get out of it. It's almost, I, sometimes it's like those exercises you're like, this isn't like real improv in a way, but this is a thing that we're working on one specific skill and this is the outcome we want to be. Yeah. Like I yeah. think that's helpful. And, and oftentimes I feel like those side coach notes are to reminding them to act Yeah, <laughs> or, you know, just like, what was the last thing said? You know, like, yeah. what did they just say? Cause you're, you're writing the scene this yeah. way and you just missed that gift. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I, I really advocate for it is like, yeah. cause it can, a simple course correction can allow the scene to continue where it was yeah. headed towards. Yeah. Right. Or the promise of that scene versus, yeah. um, it getting off track. A lot of times telling somebody to say a line again that the other person missed tunes everybody in yeah. like, real quick. Yeah. They're just like, Oh I missed something that was important. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, like yeah. you know, uh, those are the, in, you know, education are called like teachable moments, right? Yeah. Like, like pause. This is a teachable moment. This is why this isn't working. Let's yeah. fix that. Yeah, right? for sure. For sure. Uh, okay. Uh, I always start with a negative version of this question. What do you hate seeing in improv? What, uh, I don't know. What don't you like when you see it? Um, so I knew these questions were coming. Okay. So here, here, uh, I'm going to approach <laughs> one thing that I hate seeing in improv. Uh, and this is a personal tick. And so that's why I, I'm glad I have the microphone. Yeah. Is, uh, it's not on stage. It's uh-huh. like off stage. Put your phones away mm. for the two hours that you are working with a coach. Sure. Yeah. Put them on silent. Or yeah. put them like, that is one thing that like has like come. And this is like maybe my get off the lawn moment, which yeah. is like uh, a little bit older, but like I think that's really tough and it's yeah uh, and and I don't mean it when I'm just giving notes I mean in between all that like I don't look at mine I don't you know so yeah. don't look at yours yeah. um on stage I think selfish selfishness like and what I mean by that is um like I've said is like I'm gonna get mine mm-hmm. uh tonight yeah and I I feel like I'm at a point or I know this I'm at a point now where I don't feel like I'm on any team that has that player and that's mm-hmm. great right yeah but I have been in the past and they've been teams put together by theaters mm-hmm. um and they've been teams put together by me and my friends and that sort of thing and I think it's hard just because yeah, uh, I, I don't like the walk on that takes that takes away from, you know, that. And yeah. and it's sometimes it's a walk on for one moment, one big uh, like belly busting laugh. And then it's hollow from there because it yeah. was it was like, like I said, empty calories. So yeah. that kind of stuff bugs me where it's like the wink and the nod. And then I got mine. Like, let's see what you guys do with that. Yeah. And I don't think it exists as much as it used to. But yeah. um, that's something that I always like when I'm working with a group and I see that that's like it's a mental coach note of like, all right, like you might have to like really work on that. person. Because yeah. in my own experience as a player, that was my least favorite person to play with. Yeah. You know, like and as a as a fellow performer, you can't talk to them about that there's no way you would yeah. right like you don't give notes to each other yeah. so as a coach i try to be very aware of like who's trying to dunk the ball and who's passing and like yeah. let's be a team that passes hey man man uh yeah and it's super you know what i don't know like i feel like it's super transparent when people do that or just kind of trying to get theirs and yeah i don't i particularly don't find it satisfying uh yeah it, it it's frustrating when you see it and you're just like you're not you're not doing anything right now 
Yeah. I don't, I don't care. Like I, 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 I think I take a hard line against it. Even if it's funny, I'm just like, I know what you're doing and I don't think you're helping. I'm not yeah. laughing. I refuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay. What do you love seeing in improv? What is a favorite thing or something that impresses you? Uh, I love, I love two things. I love like a great ensemble group game. Cause mm-hmm. I talked about that a lot, but I, like, especially an organic group game that is silly mm-hmm. and playable and everyone on stage looks like they're having a blast yeah. like that's my favorite and then i'd say the other thing that i love is like the element of surprise like at the end of the day i think like that's what still gravitates me towards improv and like that's why i do lo- like talking about the art and you know and like the mm-hmm. the comedy behind it too because I, I heard something about magic where like the illusion of magic that it, it, it uh, is wonder and cynicism it's that battle right mm-hmm. yeah like like because magic allows you to like how did you do that yeah uh, uh, and you have to overcome the cynicism of like that's impossible yeah right yeah and i think like a good improv is is like a magic trick because you'll never see it again mm-hmm. um and when people walk away like you wrote that you had to like those yeah. are always the best compliments because like no like we were just so in tune with each other and we found it together and like we were even surprised yeah that that's what the scene was like that's the best oh that is the best yeah uh i like it okay uh and then classic segment of the show the pearl of wisdom note or feedback or piece of advice that you got in your improv career or i guess i've been expanding it lately or in the world that stood out to you i've been important i thought was good something maybe you share um, I think, uh, I'll, I'll start what I said uh, way back when was like that, that everything matters. Mm-hmm. Like I still love that. And I think that still is, uh, is part of that core philosophy. I think my new thing is instead of be honest, it's be present. Like mm-hmm. that's the big thing that I've been pushing. Yeah. And instead of, uh, take care of your partner, I think it's care about what you're doing. Yeah. You know, those are those stakes, but like everything matters still applies and it mm-hmm. like everything does where you are, who you are, how you feel mm-hmm. like all that matters and what you're saying and the way you're sitting and all that can be used, especially at the top of the scene to help yeah. inform it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's that everything matters too, is that like, if this is true, what else is true? It falls under that blanket of like, what else is out there? Yeah. Um, so that you're not just like telling jokes, like, yeah. you know, cause it's very easy to see us in our cool t-shirts that we wore and in our jeans and our, in our dopey shoes. Yeah. Like we really have to fight and create this illusion of like, comedy right um to where the audience like sees that what we're seeing yeah you know um i feel like a lot of a lot of improv notes again like they, they come back down to a lot of stuff and a lot of it is like did you care about it did you try to care about the things that were happening in the scene and yeah. if not that's probably not helpful or uh you know did an unusual thing happen and we decided eh, whatever or that there was something going on and we we're just like no nah, what it's like just make it all matter yeah. making it matter make it caring about it i mean that yeah that'll cover probably like 50 percent of improv yeah it's <laughs> like and caring yeah. is probably what where the fun lies too yeah. right like caring like the stakes and that sort of thing like that's how you find the fun sometimes is, yeah you know what is it juxtaposed against that was the other thing that I really loved. I remember talking to a group and saying like, what do you love about improv? And this guy was like, I just love that it's a juxtaposition of two ideas sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's like teenage lawyer. Like I'll see that scene. <laughs> like yeah. those two things, like let's see those two things rub against each other and Super see what simple. happens. Right? Funny enough. Yeah. Yeah. And then I always remember that stuck with me too. Is like, what are these, what two things are bumping up against each other that are yeah. funny? Yeah. Why is that funny? Uh, 
<laughs> Will Hines, I don't even, uh, well, Will Hines, I think said he did one where his brother was coaching a lot or like doing a lot of classes. And he, he his brother uh, came to the conclusion, like, I think all games are just opposites. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like one thing that isn't supposed to be with another thing, but they are. Yeah. I think that's all games. And I, I like, tried to teach that once and I was like, that wrong. doesn't work. I tried yeah. to, uh, like, oh, yeah. like it, it works a lot, but like, yeah. uh, but yeah. like exact opposites are no. always like, no. Like, oh, okay. So I'll play nice and they'll play mean it's like no no no, no, no. You, it's you yeah mean. it's more nuanced than that but yeah like teenage yeah. lawyer is really good one, a t- team that i was coaching did one that was like the game be- was party ghost and i'm like i mean i don't know but like party ghost is like a really funny scene like just do that for forever and i'll be happy yeah that's a, it's like an elevator pitch right yeah. like, like yeah. if you can go, yeah if you can say two things you're like i would see that scene yeah i'd see the yeah. fuck out of that yeah. scene yeah for sure um all right well uh mike i want to thank you so much for being on the show is there anything that you want to uh, share with the listening audience the world the improvisers out there uh, uh no plug, uh plugs I'll plug uh, outside dog yes. we're um 10 30 on tuesdays at ucb sunset uh it is premise based improv we pull all of our uh our premises from one star reviews it's a super fun show super accessible um come and, and read some yelp or amazon reviews with us and we'll turn into comedy uh i love it well mike thank you so much for being on the show thank you man yeah Thank you for sticking around, listening through, listening to that great conversation with Mike McClendon. Uh, I'm sorry to everybody who didn't have this episode come out. I know you wanted to hear it. I did too. It was super good. And like I said, I just dropped the ball. I don't know what was going on with me. Doesn't really matter. Um, if you have the chance, tell Mike McClendon how much you like the episode. I think he would appreciate it because he's a really great improviser, really just nice, smart, thoughtful guy. And I don't know. It meant a lot to me chatting. I hope that's... I hope you liked it too. You know, that's it. Um, as always, you know, leave five-star reviews on iTunes. I got another podcast. I love you and I like you. It's a Parks and Recreation podcast. Ian Roberts on it. First episode, a whole bunch of other great improvisers, comedians you'll know. And if you like Parks and Recreation as much as I did, I think you'll like the show. Anyway, that's it. Uh, have a good day. Happy improvising. Boardwalk Audio Podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.